Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Verbal Diarrhea. Today we're going to be closing down, or rather should I say building up from our last few episodes and finishing up the series. So we've had many guests, some we wholeheartedly disagreed on, some we kind of disagreed on, and some who, you know, were just here to share their stories and regardless of how we felt about it, it needed to be said. So today we want to give you some tips as if you're a black person or a color listening to this, some tips on how to survive these white spaces. Advice we wish we would have gotten as young people first entering into these white spaces and advice we still can apply to this day, even though we're the ones giving it. Okay, so before we start with the tips, I just need to point out that I think if you've listened to the last few episodes, you kind of already know or have an idea of what a white space is and also how harmful it is. It's actually not... I don't think in any way have I interpreted it as being benevolent. I don't know if you have you, what I do. No, it's not a benevolent space. It's not. It's the the presence of the pres the feeling of being present in a white space is not something you can ignore for for a very long time. Even when you're in denial, which we'll talk about in one of the tips you still feel it and you still observe it and that's that's more than true i don't think there's any other way of putting it's kind of like i don't know denial or no denial is there and it does have an impact and it's harmful it's like radiation Mm -hmm. just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there it doesn't mean it doesn't have an effect on you so that's that's the way i can see it white space Mm -hmm. equals radiation because it's not also an active thing it's something it's more subliminal more subconscious Okay, so we're going to get started with the tips. Farah mm. is going to be guiding us with the tips and then we'll just give some commentary. So the first tip is, if you haven't been aware of like a white space, that you're in a white space and you're starting to be, be kind to yourself about it. Don't beat yourself up for not seeing it beforehand. That's so, I don't even know what else. I like, that's the first time we talked about the layout. We were like, this is, has to be the first thing because... The way I saw it and the way I saw like, if you listen to Rutendo's episode where we had our guest, Rutendo, I forgot what episode it is now, but it is emotionally harmful. Mm. So I came across this one, um, what is it, like a, a term called a remothering. So it's about like when you've been through a lot of things that have been harmful to you, you have to remother yourself and treat yourself like as if you were a child. And in most cases, our minds are not really always on our sides. So you kind of blame yourself like, why didn't I see this before? Why me? It's not your fault. You know, I don't want to put the victim word out there when we're talking about racism because it makes it seem like we've been defeated. We haven't. But be kind to yourself and tell yourself like, no, you know, it's not me. It's them because it's not you. It's them. That's it. And rebuild your self-esteem like as if you'd rebuild your self-esteem after a breakup or whatever because usually these white spaces are in our workspaces school churches where you kind of have to i don't want to say be strong but put in a facade 
And I feel like I don't want them to see us defeated or feeling like, oh, why did you guys do this? Why did you guys say that the last time? Like, no, build yourself. But first to build yourself, you have to be kind to yourself. Okay, so our second point is this. Be yourself in these white spaces because who you are is enough to attract the correct kind of friends and allies within those spaces. I know for me, when I first entered into the white spaces, I was very eager to kind of fit in and to do whatever it took to fit in I kind of lost a lot of myself and a lot of who I, I'd been before that point granted there were other like circumstances within my life that caused me to make this decision but when later on when I grew back into who I was the correct kind of friends the wrong kind of friends left my life and the correct kind of friends came into my life. Mm, this is like what you said, that you've made this decision before. I don't think it's a direct consequence of white spaces to lose yourself. It happens in any other space. But I think mm. in, in a white space, it, it happens in a kind of racially motivated way where what you used to do and practicing your culture, like African culture, or any indigenous culture, mm. like let's say you're like from Pakistan or Iraq, you would find that you, you start doing that less. One of the things that I noticed by, about myself, changing the way I talk, right? So I started being very obsessed with sounding more like a white person. I don't think there's anything called sounding white. I think it's it's like just a general characteristics of their culture that they speak in a certain way. And I started, I became obsessed with sounding more white and I chased that to be told that, oh, you sound like a white person as a, some sort of like accolade. Like if somebody complimented my English, it was like, wow, this is the biggest compliment I'll ever receive in my life because blah, 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 blah. Which is funny because most of the people I went to school with are actually Afrikaans speaking people. Their English is not even all that. Mm. So what was my whole thing? So there's all these aspects to yourself and all these intentions that you start to carry because of people around you and just like any toxic space that will allow you to not be who you are, who you are meant to be, to not be in the I am is not a good space regardless of it's a white space or not. But because a white space is carrying the symptoms of many other toxic spaces, it's important for you to be yourself. You need to define yourself first and define your desires. Like, am I doing this because my white friends are around? Am I doing this because my black friends are around? Am I doing this because the guy that I like is around? Am I doing this because my ex is around? Why? What is the reason? Mm. And if you see that the reason is one of those things, it's people, it's external, it's not you, don't do that, <laughs> period. Our next tip is to seek help, psychological help. It is actually, speaking from experience, it can actually be emotionally violent to be in white spaces. If you listen to our podcast with Rutendo, you'll know the extent to which it can be violent. But it can also be violent in little ways. In the ways that you change yourself, like we talked about in the first point, it is telling. it is like telling yourself that whoever you were before this point is not enough. Exactly. That's the thing is that I feel like I honestly felt going back and listening to the part to the other episodes of the series that we're doing is that it became so much less of racially politically 
embedded things and became so much more emotional and psychological. And the thing is, it's an abusive situation where you go, you feel like a burden, you feel unwanted, you feel like you're not smart. Anywhere where you go and you're not allowed to be you, you're not allowed to grow, is not a space for you. It's psychologically damaging. And that is like what I said before, a symptom of white spaces, especially if you're one black person or a few black people. But in most cases, you're the one black person in a room full of white people. You feel unheard, you feel unseen. That is psychologically damaging. Outside the political um, debate about it, it's psychologically damaging, which is why you need, if you find that it's been of too much harm to you, that you cannot heal yourself, I really wish that racism, transphobia, and homophobia got more psychological attention. And like, actually people could go to the place and be like, I am here to heal from this certain trauma. Yes, it has political things behind it, but it also had a psychological effect on me. Exactly. Effects. So that's why I think mm-hmm. that what you said, looking for psychological help and you feel like things have gone too far and you cannot heal yourself, is, I think it's important. I think you should do that. Um, to mm-hmm. compound on this, in South Africa specifically, we have, I, I'm pretty sure I'm getting this mm-hmm. pronoun wrong. I'm not pronoun, mm-hmm. this acronym wrong. It's S-A-D-E-C, SADEC. Um, it's a it's a service where they can provide free counseling mm-hmm. over the phone for you, and they can even make help you make appointments mm-hmm. with local doctors, so you can talk through some of your issues. Public sector doctors, which means you mm-hmm. don't have to pay. Um, if you're in other countries, I'm sure other countries which have public health services also have this kind of thing mm-hmm. available to them, and even places that don't have public health services they probably have private organizations that have Mm. recognized this need because more and more as a people internationally we're starting to recognize the need for Mm. psychological help so our third point why are you in these white spaces stand up for yourself when the people within these spaces cause harm especially not just for your sake, but for the sake of every other Black person after you, and even the Black people who were there before you came on. One thing, one example I gave when we were discussing this point with Jen is that of um, a female executive of Microsoft, I can't remember her name, who was pregnant. And while she was pregnant, she realized that the parking spaces between the main building and the parking spaces she had to park in, the distance was too far away. As a woman, she hadn't realized that Mm. other pregnant employees would have this issue Mm. until she was pregnant. And if a pregnant employee had brought this up earlier, she wouldn't have had this problem to deal with. And this was within a feminist and like gendered, view of things but let's look at it Mm. from a racial point of view as a black person we're often not seen as human we're often seen as subhuman Mm. or stronger you know the stereotypes of like black men being able Mm. to run faster than white men and black women being stronger in childbirth Mm. than white women it is all myths and it's a myth that can easily be debunked with just a few words so while you're in these white spaces, as a student, as an employee, 
if you have a need that is not being met within that space, mm-hmm. speak out. Okay, so okay, yeah. So you're right actually. The thing is what you said like you speak up for yourself. You're speaking up for like a bunch of people. But the thing that I find is that also don't make it like stand up for yourself, right? As to not make it a war with yourself. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'm strong enough. I'll prove to them I'm a strong black woman. I'm a strong black man. I've been through worse than this. This little racism does nothing to me. They won't discourage me with this. Like, no, that's not the the fight between you and the racism. The fight should be between you and fighting the racism to evaporate, to eradicate it. So speak up. And also the thing is with white spaces, it's like I said, I feel like it's very subconscious, it's subliminal. So it's not like they'll be like, oh, only whites can go to this bathroom only. But it's that thing, like I said, of feeling unseen, feeling unheard, having your needs not met, like what I just said. So you need to make sure that you speak up because they're not doing it on purpose. Like, oh, we hate you, you're black. We only hired you because blah, blah, blah. Sometimes there are people intentionally that way, but it's the spaces that have been created to say this to you. The spaces, the walls speak. So you need to be like, no, I'm not taking this. I deserve as much as the next person. I'm not, a, you're not a token black. Whoever told you you're a token black, you're not a token black at all. So you need to make sure that wherever you are, you're getting equal treatment. You deserve equal treatment. Equal treatment like you would ask for food at your house. Don't look around like, oh, I think it's because I'm black, so maybe I should. Don't ever do that. Yes, you're black. You're not denying that. But give yourself the privileges of the workplace. Give yourself everything. Don't ever be submissive to white spaces ever. Um, so within, especially within the sphere of employment, a story went around a few years ago about a black girl and her white friend. And the black girl had been an exceptional student mm-hmm. and an exceptional employee. But she was still getting paid significantly mm-hmm. less than her white friend. And as a black person, it is important extremely Mm. important for you to stand up Mm. for yourself in this regard don't be afraid to discuss salary expectations with fellow white employees don't be afraid to discuss such things because they discuss it and they make sure that Mm. they're getting paid what they deserve so you even if you feel out Mm. of place within the workplace you need to yeah. stand up for yourself and stand up for what you deserve. Because this is not about you not deserving. Because yeah. they employed you. Yeah. They hired you. So obviously yeah. you have something to give to the company. So make sure that you're getting the correct return. As you know by now we've decided to split this into two episodes um, because there is so much we, we unpacked about this topic but yeah I we hope this was helpful to you we don't know if you would have enjoyed it or not because we raked you over some coals we told you some facts that you may have not wanted to acknowledge but we hope either way this will be a source of growth for our listeners we hope that you will come back when we talk about other topics stay tuned and listen to the second part because it gets more it gets more fiery it gets more informative and i think it's important for you to maybe follow up a little bit 
um, we're going to be uploading a little bit of these things in a more summarized version yeah. in, on our social media platforms. And you can get it there. Please interact. We'll try to, as much as to interact with you as well. And um, no, we won't try. We will definitely interact with you. Um, I hope, like what she said, um, you find the tips helpful. These are not an attack. And also, don't come at us. So where did you get this? What if this is coming from our life experiences? Nothing. I'm being very defensive right now. Nothing you can say will invalidate this. This is factual. Um, if you want more information on it, I'm pretty sure there's someone somewhere out there that's felt the same way and decided to write a thesis about it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's, it's a crazy idea. So, but if it's not there, you can come back to us. We can give you sources if you want to read more about white spaces, white fragility, all these things that we've talked about and unpacked. But like we said, come back for part two. Okay.